All right, so I am Stephanie here with Jawbreaker and the band Silos. Hi, guys. What's up? Hello. Thank hey. you all for joining. So if you want to introduce yourselves for the listeners and viewers today, tell us who is here. Let's start with our newlywed uh, guitar player at the bottom. Yeah, he's a broad. Is that me? <laughs> yes, that's, that's you. It's Ramon Blanco. I just play guitar. <laughs> you just play guitar, so humble, sir. Yeah. <laughs> we start this this side. I'm David. I play the drums inside. Yes, you do. I'm Ray Garrison. I lead vocals and producer, and yeah. I'm Nick. I also play guitar. Uh, my name is Philip Nielsen, and I play bass. Awesome. Well, thank you guys all for hopping on and taking the time, including from the car. Ramon, please be safe. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm stop here. I'm stop. I'm traveling. I'm not in LA right now, but uh, I am parked. I'm ready to do this. Okay. <laughs> so tell us how you guys all initially met and first formed Silos. Yeah, sure. Um, disclosure, I just got back from getting my face numb at the dentist, so... I'm not frowning or unhappy. I'm just kind of stuck in one expression. You don't have um, RBF on the reg? <laughs> I'm going to pretend like I know what that means. Yeah. Resting bitch face. Oh, uh, yeah. Come no. on, Ray. No, I don't actually. Uh, so, I mean, first person I met was David a long time ago. Yeah. Back in Venice Beach playing volleyball. Like eight and, years ago? Yeah. And... I, it's funny. I always wanted to be in a project with David. At the, like I always thought he was so cool. He was playing with like Billy Ray Cyrus at the time. I think he'd just gone off the road to the Sum Forty One, yeah. and um, and then he started playing with Grandson. And I was like, well, I don't think he'll ever have time to work with me. But the universe brought us together. Yeah. After you know being a bit out of touch because I was touring so much with different projects, and when that you know came to an end. Um, just happened that we had scheduled just to catch up <laughs> uh, regardless. And uh, it, ha it happened that, you know, I left uh, the previous projects and I was like, let's let's do some, something new, you know, because Ray is coming from, you know, being a DJ and doing a lot of EDM stuff. And I was always wanting to integrate more of that into rock, like the future rave. And he's really, you know, on the forefront. And I didn't even know that he was also interested in doing rock so, because I hadn't seen each other in so, so long. So, um, yeah, when we met up, it just showed me some of his stuff. It all clicked. I was ready to do a new adventure and music and it was, yeah, it was the best decision ever. I'm so stoked. <laughs> a strong endorsement. <laughs> Let's go. Love you. Hell yeah. Uh, and then I met Philip. Yeah. Can we say where we know each other from? Crazy Town. Yeah, me, me and Ray used to play together in Crazy Town. Yeah. Awesome. That goes yeah. back. It goes yeah. back, yeah. We met at the Rainbow Bar and Girls, like, 50th anniversary. Yeah, something 50th. like that. Uh, best we bar. Played, we played, yeah, they, did, they like, took over, like, the parking lot, and there's, it was sick. It was a fun show. Yeah, yeah. But that was Which... where we met, and we connected and hit it off. And then I started asking Philip to play with me for my solo project, which was just called Ray Garrison, still is. And uh, Philip played on some records for me and then uh, played at my first couple of shows with me, which is where I met Nick, actually, at my first show. And Nick, how did you... So, yeah, Nick came to my first show. Um, and how did you find out about us? It was just a random Tuesday. I just wanted to go out and I went to Whiskey A Go-Go here mm, on Sunset. As one does. 
Yeah, and Ray was playing there with a bunch of other people, and I just really liked his stage presence and the music and stuff. So I just approached him after he came down from stage. I was like, "Do you need a guitar player?" Because I was uh, trying to find, you know, a new project and people to play with, and just worked out perfectly. It sounds like it all happened pretty organically. Like they were kind of just one-off pieces, but each person who kind of found you initially, Ray, it's like you needed at the time. And it just wound up working out both in terms of personality and for the talent that you were looking for. Yeah. And Ramon, Ramon was uh, brought in by David. Yeah. Me and Ramon have been road warriors together for the past six, seven years. <laughs> yeah. Um, funny, funny thing actually is Ramon is from Spain. I'm originally, customs to get in the band. <laughs> I'm originally from Germany, but I grew up in Spain only like two hours apart, but we met when we both lived in LA. And, Actually, uh, yeah. and right now, I lost my flight for a show, so I'm not going to be able to make it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, yeah, so David David told me, uh, David and I, we played together for almost seven years. We toured the world together. Um, he told me about the new, this new project, and uh, they were working in music, and they were, like, writing music for the album that's coming up tomorrow. Um, he was like, do you want to join, come with, come on a session and start writing with us and see what's up. Uh, we, I went to our first session, uh, we start keep writing music together. We start working in music together. We clicked with everybody. And I remember when I finished or that first session, I was like, David, did you like me? What do you think? You know what I mean? It was like, I was like, because I love what I heard and what David was listening and showing me. And I was like. I hope it's like kind of like oh, I hope they, they they like me right, and they did. Um, now we're here. We just we finish our album, and tomorrow we play our first uh, release show for the album. You know, so it's, it's gonna be great. And this will yeah. be out after you guys play the show. But talk about it anyway. You're playing the Viper tomorrow night. You're releasing the EP tomorrow. It has three tracks on it. How excited are you guys to play this new music? So excited. I mean, we've been playing the songs like. I don't know. We played. We've been playing the songs at all of our shows recently. But like, I think just we've been working on these, getting these songs out for like, I don't know. It's like eight months now. Yeah. Nine. It'll be nine months really. Um, and to finally just hit like the starting point of the finish line. I mean, there's no real like actual finish line, but there's like the beginning of the journey, and that's when you drop your first release, and that begins for us like tomorrow. Which will be in the past when this airs. We have a uh, we have Jay from Orgy featuring on one of the songs. I was and, gonna uh, ask about that. That's yeah. sick. And then the fun fun thing is like the day where me and Bray kind of clicked. Orgy was playing right after us. Okay. At the stage, at the the Rainbow oh, birthday oh, yeah. party. So it's like Rainbow makes so much sense. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. before before I met Ramon in person, me and Ramon we went to school together like nine, ten, eleven years ago. So we've been like Facebook friends for like a really long time, <laughs> but we've never like really kicked it. But I, I've I've known who who he's been for a while. We, were, oh, we used to be friends, right? And he was like, "Yeah, we." Used, but now we are real friends. So yeah, now you're IRL official. Yeah, IRL official. I like that. Yeah. That's a good term. This is so um, yeah, so exciting. If you you know you're we're like working on these songs and recording and mixes, plan getting back and forth. And we obviously love the music, but you just never know like what kind of legs it will get once it's released right so what was then... it like working with jay i mean that's such a legend in the scene and that's something in your guys like your first album that's a huge deal he's so cool 
Like, is he chill? Is just, he like down to yeah, earth? <laughs> from yeah, from the moment he got here, it was just like he just felt like a homie, and like he was just like so easygoing and chill and like polite and like yeah, he he's awesome. Yeah, yeah, and Jay and um, this is more than like ten, eleven years ago. I was in another band, and we had worked back then together, and not seen you and Jay. Yeah, <laughs> so it's what like was the all, band back then? full circle. Oh, I was uh, a band from Europe. We came here together called Loyal Enemy back then. It was like new metal. Oh, that's a great band name. <laughs> right? Loyal Funny Enemy. Enough, that's sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's now my loyal enemy. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's awesome. And it also lends so much credibility. And I know you guys are on, it's a label, right? Judge and Jury working yes. with howard benson and the neil from three days grace and for listeners most listeners probably know but if you don't you know howard benson is so legendary working with bands like my chemical romance obviously three days grace all american rejects what say us and see their flyleaf like which is so much what your right. sound reminds me of but but new so like it makes sense to me and how did that come to be how did you meet howard and neil and get signed to them i gotta give a big shout out to my boy tommy kane um he's always vouched for my music and been like dude like you just got to get to the right people and he's knocked like knocked on doors as just like a friend being like you guys need to listen to this guy's stuff like Tommy I wrote a lot of my songs for uh Ray Garrison with Tommy and um yeah he we I did a project I produced for him uh his album and we did it at Mike Podnikoff's studio which is Mike is uh Howard's engineer and runs a studio for the label and uh yeah we finished it and to like tommy passed my music along to mike and then mike got it plugged into the team and the you know the conversation started and um yeah at the time i was it was just gonna be signing ray garrison and just the divine timing of the universe of meeting with david and like having this vision to start a band I never would have tried to start a band because it's so hard to do and it's so hard to find the right people. And Absolutely. Like, like it was, it is so over, it's so overwhelming of a task that I wouldn't even like fathom trying to orchestrate it. But like meeting David and the timing of everyone coming together, it was like a no brainer that like, this is the perfect situation. Yeah. Time, timing in this industry is crucial. And because you know, me and Ramon as well, we've been on the road for the past six years. I've seen it at festivals, at shows, and, and, and like bands are coming back in a huge way. Um, that's why like Limp Bizkit, Corn, they're all out there killing it right now. Because people want to connect with a full band. Um, you know, there's a lot of these rock solo artists out right now that's been, you know, big in the scene, but... It's I so much harder like... to make it that way. I mean, even just from a, a fan perspective, it's like I, I mean, kind of right. It's like you were saying too. It's like such an overwhelming task. I can't imagine half these people I see. It's like even if they have talent, if you're alone and you're starting at the bottom, that's just so much work to even get yourself out there and network yeah. and play the shows and just versus a band like you're a team. You know, when yeah. you starts to like get fried, you've got someone else. Someone has fresh ideas. Someone else's experience you don't have, and you can kind of fill in the gaps where you need them and hold each other up. Yeah, and everybody adds so much value to every aspect of this, you know, because in the in the beginning, as we all know, so much more to it. Yeah, I mean, being that I was a solo artist and now 
have this band it's a night and day like it's so cool it's so much more rewarding and fun and like it's i just wish i had done it sooner honestly it seems like the timing of it happened perfectly though you know from that's why i always love asking like how did you guys meet whenever it comes to interviewing a band because it's either like one of two buckets you either have the people who knew each other from like high school and college or Mm -hmm. you have stories like yours where it's just kind of like one piece here, one piece here, one piece there. And I actually find that one a little bit more fascinating because it's so rare and hard, especially in a place like LA, because you have so much talent that it makes it more difficult to narrow down like, okay, who's serious, who's actually good, who wants this for the right reasons and not just for the Instagram followers or for the two seconds of stage fame, like who's actually in this with me. And it seems like you're all in it with each other. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's also, it's hard to find, also hard to find like good people who have the time, you know, most people are, are good and then therefore they're busy. But yeah. We kind of, all of us kind of had a, you know, an equal time opening happening at the same time where we then were allowed us to, to, you know, to focus on this. And then also, yeah, we all made the conscious decision to make this our priority. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if we go off and start doing sessions here and there and get hired by some artists, do a couple of tours then maybe it doesn't work out. So, Something like this, like where we all have our hearts and soul into it and have, you know, so much invested. That's, yeah, you're all, you're more committed for the same long-term goal out of it. Yeah, and it sets, a, sets us up for longevity. And also mm-hmm. the way that we were fortunately to record this album, we were, we had so much time to do it. Just because, you know, having the label with the studio and we were like, it wasn't like, okay, you guys have a week to do this album. So we had like, a lot, I don't know for how long, when, I don't know if you guys thought when we started to do the first tracking at the studio with Mike until we finished, it was being like a long process. It was so cool. It was like kind of always cool, you mm-hmm. know, like kind of working ideas like with some peak, with in peace and like, like literally think for the song and by the song all the time, you know? So it's mm-hmm. been such an amazing experience, you know? Um, but uh, like, I can't wait for the people just to listen what what we were working on, you know, for like month, you know? It was so cool doing it like that, you know? I'm excited for people to listen too, because I have been playing, especially the three tracks from your EP. So it's Insatiable, If I Fall, and Mind Eraser, right? For the EP? <laughs> fantastic you guys and like i'm not just saying that like i told ray i've had a couple of them on repeat the last few days and it really reminds me of like two things come to mind one old one new lincoln park and noah sebastian of bad omens oh yeah like you guys nailed it talk us through picking those three tracks for the ep yeah um i think i mean i think a lot of it has to do with those are the first three we got finished. Um, I think If I Fall was the first one we had finished. And um, that's, I think, around the board, probably like our most special track to us as a band, right? I don't yeah. Know. yeah. We all kind of have this like attachment to If I Fall. And I think it's because I think when we made that song, we knew we had something really special. Like, I, I think we already knew that, but that song like solidified it. For, for me, that song. Like, I I kind of got something out, like, lyrically in that song that I hadn't been able to do before as a songwriter and artist. And, like, for me, I had, like, some, you know, gears turn. And, like, in the sound of it, too, I think we nailed, like, the mixture of, like, mixing, you know, heavy rock with, like, 
the EDM undertones and, you know, just making big, epic sound, you know what I mean? And yeah, like that song just like, is I think always going to be like very near and dear to us. Yeah, it seems um, to be happy because it's actually my favorite of the three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it seems to have resonated with a lot of people. Many people have commented that it's their favorite song that they heard the snippet of because we've been posting some stuff online for people to see and people, they have been waiting for it for a long time, for months and months and months since we just started um, kind of showing what we have. People have been waiting and they're really excited. And this song is probably very special, not only to us, but also to our listeners and fans. Yeah. So that was If I Fall, that was the first one we got done. And then Insatiable, we kind of made towards the end of the process. Uh, we've been working with one of uh, David and Ramon's friends, Kevin Hasink. He's also like, uh, he produces like for like Grandson and like Brianna and some other cool oh, people. Wow. And yeah, yeah super we made three songs on our full album um, with him. Only one is on the CP, which is Insatiable. And um Insatiable also is a really cool blend of the the rock and the um, EDM undertones. Uh, I made this song after sitting in the studio with Howard, like talking about uh, like da like dating in LA and stuff, and like going on a lot of dates and whatnot. And he's like, "Yo, you should make a song about it." So we had, I think we had already made the beat for Insatiable or just started it, and then um, yeah, and then I just had that idea like the the word insatiable and then laid down the hook and went from there and then that became another one of our favorite songs and we talked about uh we wanted to get some like the label wanted us to get some features for the record and um so, like we mentioned orgy and we had a connection to orgy so i was thinking what song would be best for orgy and i thought insatiable was a great candidate with like the it message was I wanted to say, like, I when you and I first met, I think you played me an early version of Insatiable back in like the spring. And it was mm -hmm. cool to kind of compare listening to it then and now because it's a lot more. Well, you didn't have the feature yet, but it's a lot more now. I feel like rock heavy and a little bit even less of like the EDM that I remember. So at mm -hmm. first, when I, I was actually the last one I listened to because I was like, oh, I heard this one before. So let me listen to it last. And when I did, I was like, wait, is this the same song that I heard? Because like, I remember it. Like, and I remember saying like, this is good. Like. And it stuck in my head and I was like, it's the same, but you clearly changed like just enough of it that it felt like a new song from the last one I heard. And it's awesome. Like it's so much more like rock geared, but you have the EDM just like a little bit more subdued in it. Yeah. I mean, the whole point with the EDM is like, I like being a DJ, I just like to make people move, you know, and I like massive epic sounds, you know, like, yeah. I, like I want to feel the music blasting my chest and like shaking my body vibrating my bones yes, yeah yeah i want to feel all the <laughs> different notes vibrating different chakras and like you know what i mean so like and yeah so like that's kind of like the the purpose of the you know the the edm undertones the dance music undertones and stuff and that one has a is it a drum and bass you know i was beat. just gonna say that the cool thing is you know edm is also broad there's a broad spectrum of different totally of edm so the cool thing about Fantasia was more of like a jungle drum and bass kind of feel and the verses and then the last chorus. And mm -hmm. um, it really, I mean, live, 
we notice that song, people are like, oh my God, what is this? That I start dancing almost like a Do you get mosh pits to it yet? <laughs> oh yeah, the very first yeah. time we played it. Yeah. That's a good one for it. That, I feel like If I Fall would get them too. Has that one gotten them? No. Um, Mind Eraser's got Yeah, Mind Eraser. The ones that have the, the metal drops, like Mind Eraser, Insatiable, and All My Life tend to be good for that. And the first a time more we of the played, crowd mover. The first time we played Insatiable at the at the Viper Room, as the pit started, then Ray jumped in the pit. Yeah. And everybody on stage was rocking out, and I didn't notice that Ray had jumped in the pit till we watched the video from the show <laughs> after, because we're all all so into it. It's like yeah. good has like po powerful energy. You looked up and you're just like, shit, where'd Ray go? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's in the middle of the circle pit now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like crowd yeah. surfing to your own song i mean that's the goal right that's why you know you've created something people love <laughs> yeah and we've i mean we've already gotten really good like response from fans online just with like covers and like the posts we have like we have a we had like a fan page in brazil like our first month of existing yeah, and, like they've great. been shout out to silos info brazil <laughs> like in silos, silos edits yeah like they've been so awesome at like making such cool content like stuff i would never think of like the last few videos they've done to our new songs are like all from different clips of euphoria and the way that the clips they use tie in with the lyrics and the message is like just kiss it's great yeah. oh yeah. shit that's cool where would we be without fans too it's like that's awesome but like someone else's mind was thinking like you know what this would look good too yeah, yeah. Exactly. it wouldn't be fun it wouldn't be as fun at all yeah um the album is done uh we're securing one more really cool feature awesome. I, don't think I should talk about yet but uh we'll look forward yeah. to seeing it whatever it is yeah but um yeah i mean hopefully by the end of the year if not beginning of next year but we're gonna release like more singles or eps um up until the album so it won't be a huge gap with no music we'll still be putting stuff out i think we're just gonna see you know we need to kind of see how the the first ep does and you know kind of you know, veer it from there. Yeah, and see like kind of what the sounds people are really being drawn to and what you want to release next from there. Yeah, and like what, like, you know, how, what marketing is going to work, you know what I mean? Like. It's always trial and error, of yeah, course. Yeah, it's our first, it's our first thing. So it's our first release. So we don't know how <laughs> it's going to go. You guys do yeah. a good job with your content though. I mean, I know you're very much on like, on your game with doing reels. I've seen you guys do, you know, like, like little music video shoots and stuff outside mm -hmm. or stuff like in your studio where you are right now. So you're doing more than I feel like most bands would on their own, if that makes sense. Like you're taking the initiative and you're trying things. And have you found a particular method that like kind of works more than others? Uh, I mean, the, bad me the best method has been doing cover songs to get new fans. Um, that's how we built like our fan base and how I built mine. Um, yeah, you but... were big for flowers, right? Wasn't that a big hit for you guys? For us, yeah. And then for me personally, unholy. Um, oh yeah, pretty much is the sole reason. Um, but yeah, uh, what were we talking about? We were talking about strategy, like content that works. Yeah, content if that you've works. noticed something that yeah. really kind of hits. I mean, I don't think we've really we really striked it yet. I think we're kind of just like experimenting. Like it's hard. The goal, the goal leading up to the EP was to post a, uh, a video every day with uh, one of our songs from the EP. And 
the the purpose of that is really just because every time you do a reel, like over half of the people that see it are um, people that don't follow you. So um, even if none of them have like gone viral, each time we're hitting like thousands of new people. And like sometimes it can be discouraging because you're like, oh man, I want to go viral. Like, why isn't it working? But, you know, I was at a party and then like a friend of mine just randomly like saying, came up, as soon as he saw me, he went, I'm so insatiable. And like, <laughs> like I was like, boom, I just said it right there. I was like, that's why we do this. Like, because it's like getting our music out there. And even like, if it might like annoy someone that we post every day, like, sorry, I don't know what to tell you. Like, you know no, what I mean? Like that. our you're, song, you're, yeah, yeah, fuck that our person. song, <laughs> we are trying to get our music out. We want to, exactly. you know, we want to take this as far as we can go. And, you know, like that's just part of, part of the journey nowadays. You have to, you have to market yourself, which is, it is what it is. It is so what I'm, it is. It's like, we have so much more opportunity <laughs> than ever, but then it's like, it's hard. You feel like you're spreading yourself thin sometimes with like TikTok, YouTube short, Instagram reels, all three. Well, let's find out discord, Twitch. It's like, there's so many options that it Twitter, just makes your head Facebook. spin. But yeah, at least awesome. like you said, everything you do, you get a little bit more of people who come across you and you never know, like it really just takes the right person to come across you to change your life. I mean, even just your label, you know, that's yeah. a big example right there. Yeah. And like, Judge and Jury has been so awesome. Like, I've always looked up to Howard Benson, and he's always been like an idol of mine. Like, oh yeah, I remember seeing his like guitar plug-in. Like, I don't know how long ago, maybe ten years, maybe a little less, and being like, wow, this is like all the tones from like the All American Rejects Move Along album, and like all these like records I like loved and known for so long, and like. It was cool going in the studio and being able to use the real versions of all of these like amps and the plugins and working with Mike. Mike is like the Buddha in the studio. He's yeah. just like so chill and so cool and like <clears> just <throat> such a pleasant person to be around. Like it's like spinning all day in there. Like you don't even notice the time go by. And and Howard, wow, like I've learned so much from Howard and like every time I'm in the studio with him recording, like we talk so much and he, he just has so knowledgeable and smart. Like I just, every time I leave those sessions, I would like learn something new and feel so inspired. And like, we spend as much time talking, if not more than recording. And like, that's amazing. Yeah. Having, and it's been great. And having like Howard and Mike behind us, it's like, to me, this it's very surreal and crazy because they've, they've produced so many albums together that I listened to, you know, when I was a teenager, oh, yeah. that's, that's the wildest thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, I see like all their, their, their biography and the records on the wall. And I was like, Oh, I used to love that album when I was like 16, you know, and it mm -hmm. meant, meant a lot to me. Like, Oh, that less than Jake, it's got some sick bass lines. I want to learn that stuff. And now I'm like recording with them. You know, yeah. That's, that's amazing. And also it's really encouraging the whole, the whole time in the studio, having sample Mike, who has worked with everybody, but being really enthusiastic about, you know, our sound, our, our what we're doing. And it's just like, it was, it was kind of like, got us even more into the whole process and made it all. Yeah, the fact good. that Mike was equally as passionate as us about making the sound as good as possible. That it was, it was great, yeah. it just pushed us further, you know? Yeah, it's really cool to have all of them like, as excited as they are about it and like 
and into it and invested and also neil sanderson the other owner of judge and jury he's also the drummer and main songwriter in three days grace and like writing with him and like like he like i can talk to him about like stuff about like being an artist you know like dealing with different things and like he's just been like also there as kind of like sometimes as like a life coach you know just like how to maneuver through yeah, situations he's been through it. yeah and i don't know yeah for me it's just really cool like i feel like judge and jury is like a family and like like it's it just feels like great being together and working together and like yeah i value everyone on the team and have had great experiences working with everybody and i'm so stoked about how our album sounds like it sounds fucking awesome everything i've heard that you sent me i can vouch for that like i'm excited for you guys yeah shout out to joe ricard who mixed it killed him killed him yeah and the swedish guy who mastered it yes I don't know his name yet <laughs> but i trust him because he's swedish <laughs> they, they have something in the water over there for music yes but, well ray i wanted to ask you too I know that you mentioned to me before that you are sober and I feel like that's something that is a prevalent topic just in the industry in general. I mean, both for fans and for people who are on the creative side. So I highly admire and respect you for your journey. And if you want to talk about it at all, how long you've been sober and, and what that's been like for anyone listening who might be struggling with that. Yeah. Um, I'm not the only sober one in the band. So is Philip, but that's uh, awesome. My, and that's one reason we connected so hard when we met too. Um, but you were already journey, sober, Philip, when you guys first met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has more time than I do. Um, my journey started a few years ago, um, and I was kind of in and out, like giving it a try, then doing the research, as they say, going back out and. Uh, yeah, you teeter totter at first, right? You're yeah, just like, well, some people you do. Yeah. <laughs> I was one of those people, but yeah, now uh, now I've been sober for like 15 months. You know, congratulations. Um, and it's, it's been life changing. I think the thing that held me back the longest was feeling like I wouldn't be able to like create good music and write lyrics and, and it turned out that that's completely false, you know? Um, and, and I've actually made the best music of my life in this time. And it's funny, like just the universe has like started blessing me with like, you know, like all the things I've ever really wanted to do, um, like career wise and with just with music in general and, and like outside of life, like it's just been, uh, it's been honestly amazing. And like, I don't miss the, you know, the old lifestyle I had at all. And uh, yeah, I mean, anyone out there, anything I could say is just like, what do you have to lose? And if you don't have an addiction or alcohol problem, then party on, you know, we make music <laughs> that you can still rage to. Like that's still a very important thing for me. You know, a lot of my music, I pretend, I make like a lot of the stuff being like, how would this sound if I was high or like sure. tripping, you know? Cause like, I want, I wanted to hit those spots. So I'm not saying don't do drugs or alcohol. It's just, I can't do them. So you guys that, can do them do them for me and tell me how it how it is and how our music sounds and our show feels okay put that on a shirt i'm not saying don't do drugs yeah ray garrison yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a good slogan 
No, that's, it's true, though. It actually, I had this conversation with someone the other day who's also sober, and he said something he learned either through a friend of his or in meetings was almost exactly what you said. He's like, it's just one sentence. Like, if you're tempted, just ask yourself, like, what do I have to lose by not doing it? And he's like, the answer is always like, nothing. Like, if I don't drink, do I lose anything? No. And he's like, oh. Like, it's so overly simple that it's almost stupid, but it's what helps him stop every time. And I had never thought of it that way, but you just said something similar and it's true. It's like, you don't have to be fucked up in order to create and realizing that that's the truth. Once you discover the other side of it, it's just like, oh, fuck. Okay. It actually is pretty nice over here. Like, I don't need it. I can still be creative and successful and meet your amazing band members and go perform these shows and just enjoy your life without needing something to enjoy your life. Yeah, just like opportunities just <clears throat> start to pour in and the only things you really lose are um, negative energy and toxic people. The fake people, the fake friends. <laughs> yeah. There's also like, especially like tr with, with like touring a lot, you know, if you're if you if you're on the road for 35 days and you drink two beers before the show, two during and four after, and you do that for like 35 days mm. in a row, that's not good. You know, like yeah. you're going to be like feeling fucked up. That for me would be a day where I was like, I'm not going to drink much today. That would be yeah. like me not drinking much yeah. that day. That's like a light day. <laughs> yeah. That a light day, yeah. Just a six. It's like a day off. Yeah. Drinking. It's yeah, like exactly. Exactly. Off. I was just, you know, just six pack of beer. It's chill. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of tour, do you guys have shows, since this will come out after the Viper, any other shows coming up that you can talk about or at least say like, yes, there will be some before the end of year? Yeah, I mean, we have a really cool show uh, December 1st with uh, Orgy. Oh, and, very nice. And, yeah, and Nathan James. And um, I think forget the other artist's name. Where will Sorry. that one be at? That's at good. the Whiskey Go-Go. Yeah. Ah, very nice. Yeah. Yeah, so that's going to be really fun. I saw Orgy at the Whiskey, and they sounded so sick. This is like years back, like four or five years ago. I love and, the whiskey. Yeah, so I'm excited. I'm excited for that one too. Yeah. And then, well, it's, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I said yeah. Once the EP is out, you know, you just like I said, once it gets legs, you never know what comes up. We can have just last minute shows or hop on some kind of tour or festival, you know. Um, that's where people just, start approaching you. Exactly, mm -hmm. yeah, because we have no music out right now, so that's why we haven't planned really many of the shows, but I've seen it before if something, you know, starts getting traction, um, then the shows, you know, the offers start coming in and then, yeah, maybe usually within like a few months too, you know, yeah. it just starts to stack quick. up for 2024 and then you're booked up. Yeah. That's the plan. And I think there's like, uh, I think there's a, a void of like bands out there right now. And like, especially like us, like you were saying, yeah, there's a lot of like, solo artists and like you know like people kind of riding the pop punk wave but like i think as far as like straight bands and like you know like heavy alternative alternative metal and like stuff like that there's not a lot of new bands coming out and sure um i think i think there's a there's a great opportunity for us to like fill in some of that gap and like you know make a, a lane for ourselves hope it happens for you guys. I think it will because <laughs> I've heard the album and it is. It's it's fucking good. So I'm excited to see what everyone's reaction to it is too. And then I usually like to end these by asking a lot of my audience are fellow musicians on all ends of the spectrum. 
But I say a lot of kind of like even Indian up and coming, what advice would you give to someone who just wants to be a musician or even just to yourself in the past, if it helps you reframe it that way? I have a... Don't. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> no. No. That was so quick. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. This is going to be bad. One thing, something that works for me, like I'm kind of like a little nutty when it comes to it. Like the first thing I do every morning is I drink really strong iced coffee and I play bass for an hour. Shred. For yeah, that's a good ritual. That's a great, great ritual. No, I can't not do it now. Yeah. And it uh, it improves. So it, it worked for me. I, I love that. My... Yeah, that's, I got to start doing that. <laughs> from, from from my experience, um, you know, I came from Europe and quite some time to LA and it's crazy jungle out here because everybody is great. You know, there's a high level of musicianship. So how do you... Um, position yourself to you know do anything in the music industry because yeah until you really make money it's so hard but one thing that i've always seen sets some people apart from others is just the persistence like you get so many no's and you get so many um hurdles and obstacles and bad experiences so most of the people they just like give up and then go either back home or it's true or go into something else so persistence for me, it's been the key to any kind of success at all. Things always take so much longer than we want them to, especially the things we want. Yes. I would but say I agree. for me, it's, hang in there. it's probably meeting the right people because I'm so lucky to be surrounded by, because I would say that everybody in the band are so awesome, so much experience. And honestly, I feel like I've improved the most like this past year, just being around so many super talented super creative and just experienced people and just great people Aww. and i feel like if you have just <laughs> a great a great team and people that inspire you people that can show you some new stuff that's when you learn the most that's sweet i love that yeah i don't know like for me like i think i heard i heard someone say when i was young that like you know it sounds cheesy but like you like it, it 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 can happen for anyone and like i think if you're passionate about it and it's something you really want then feed that because like that's at the end of the day is what's gonna drive you to making it you could be born with all the talent or born with no talent but both people can get to like anywhere they want to be you know you just have to you have to put in work and you have, like I think you kind of have to be obsessed with it. You know what I mean? You have to prioritize it. You have to make sacrifices. Um, you have to not give up. And um, yeah, like I, all I can say is just to keep the keep the spark alive, the hunger for it alive. Like that, if you have that hunger, then like stay hungry. Beat it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but don't get full, you know? It's like there's a line in a, jack harlow song where he says got a career and i'm very invested some people call it a scary obsession and that always just kind of stuck with me because mm -hmm. look at him like, yeah he's the pinnacle of someone who like didn't give up and is sober and really just like went after it and made a name for himself just a dude from kentucky i think he still lives there like <laughs> you know he never went yeah. the crazy route so i didn't know that that's cool yeah, and he, he usually only tours. I actually think this year he's doing – he does a yearly, like, Kentucky-only tour, and he'll just hit, like, five cities in Kentucky. And this year he did not do a national tour, so he's only doing that. And I'm like, but that's cool because then 
that's a way to connect with your fans too, like people in your hometown. And it's just like things like that, that you guys are talking about that set you apart. Like let's recap the advice, iced coffee and bass playing, having a good group of people around you. Um, don't do it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Stay, <But> seriously. <laughs> staying hungry, staying patient and staying persistent. That's a solid group of advice right there. <laughs> yeah. And one cool thing about us, different subject is everyone in the band is from a different country. True. I'm the only American. David's Germany. born in Germany. I grew up, yeah, born in Germany, grew up most of my life in Spain. Yeah. Wow. Nick. I'm from Ukraine. Philip. Yeah, Philip, you're from Denmark. Denmark. <laughs> and Ramon. I love it. It's fun. Mix of culture and creativity. <laughs> I think it's part of what makes you guys unique and what makes yeah. you sound so so different for real. You're so, not just um, a bunch of white guys, you know. <laughs> no, exactly. So when me and Ramon talk shit about the rest, we'll be talking Spanish. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you're like sidebar, sidebar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can feel the love, you guys. Like I I was really excited to talk to you guys today. I've been loving the music you're putting out and congratulations again. Um congrats on the EP, which is out now. Everybody listening I and the, the full album might be out by the time someone else discovers this down the line so yeah. <laughs> check out silos i will link your everything your instagram your individual accounts your spotify so anybody listening can just go and access their music right now and hopefully at, catch you guys on the road thank you yeah oh, thank at you. silos band on social media yeah. coming soon to a town near you